Hey guys, so you're tuning into Unapologetically V. I'm your host, V, and I'm a boy mom, a wife to an amazing man, business owner, medical professional, Zumba instructor, Reiki practitioner. Yeah, you could say I like doing a lot of things, but on this podcast, I'm going to be talking all of my favorite things from holistic health, married life, mom life, business, motivation, and witchy shit. Yes, I cuss a lot. So if this is too much for you, sorry, not sorry. This podcast was made to empower those who have always been too much. Fuck that noise and raise your freak flag and be unapologetically you. Hey, hey guys, it's another episode Thursday. Are you guys ready for this one? I hope all you moms out there are ready for this one because this one's honestly going to be so, so amazing. I had my best friend talking to me um, about all things about being a boy mom. You know, motherhood in general is a lot and can be a lot, but I believe in this day and age, raising our boys differently can be a lot. And so dive into this episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback. And I love you guys. And um, see you next week. Excited today. I get to talk about a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. And here I have my best friend Tracy. Um, we We are no experts to this, but we have grown to love our motherlyhood and love our boys. And um, I will kind of let Tracy give a little small introduction of who she is. Um, And this is going to be a fun one. Listen in, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty wild. Hi, guys. I'm Tracy. Um, I also go by Bunny. I have three biological children. My firstborn is a son. I have fraternal twin daughters. And I have two lovely stepdaughters um who have I've been in their life since they were one and two and it's been a journey having four girls and a son so seeing the similarities and the differences has has been um a beautiful journey yeah it definitely is um I only have a boy um you guys know that um I don't talk about him a lot I really don't show him on my social media a lot um just because I kind of want to you know preserve his childhood um, preserve his space. If he doesn't want to show up, I'm not going to do that to him. Um, and so people always like, Oh my God, I didn't know you were a mom. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, we have boys that are similar in age and, um, there's a topic that I have been wanting to talk about. And it's like, um, you know, just these things that I see a lot on social media. Um, you know, it's just like, yes, men need to be strong and men need to be this and men need to be that. And they're holding men to a standard. And it's like, now that I'm a boy mom, I really have to honor that space for my son because I don't want those things for him. I want him as well to be an equal to a woman in the sense that he gets to be loved and nurtured and emotionally cared for the same way as women. Like you think it's, it's, you know, not cool to ghost a guy or a girl, same thing for guys. Come on. We got to keep the play, playing Absolutely. field equal. So, you know, you, that you have girls, um, you know, what is it like to be a boy mom for you to have a son, to have, you know, a, a man that is basically, you know, the little, version of you and your husband. 
Well, it's definitely been interesting because my son has a lot of qualities that are, are me. Um, he's a very, very loving, compassionate, thoughtful, affectionate, sensitive young man. He is a very uh, straight man. He says all the time, mom, I like girls. <laughs> um, and, and he, um, you know, I, I've always raised him to be in honor to how he's feeling. And he is allowed to have his emotions. He's allowed to have his feelings. And yet he's not overly sensitive. Um, he is a very kind and gentle person. He's not a bully. He has been bullied. Um, and he stands up for those kids that have also been bullied. And my son is very attentive. He walks up and he hugs me more than my daughters do. Um, my son would always come up and be like, it's okay, mommy, if he saw me upset. So the idea that men are not emotionally in tuned is a farce. I had experienced trauma in my youth from men and I very much distrusted men and didn't even look at men like human beings, to be honest. It's just yeah. for lack of, you know, not to sound callous or anything, but yeah. I didn't think that men really had a soul. They were just animals who just wanted to fuck and, and, and that's about it. Yep. And it wasn't until I started to see my son, you know, develop and start to grow into a person, not just a blob, not just a baby, actually have thoughts, feelings, words, and connection and context that I started to see the little boy in my husband. Mm-hmm. And I started to see in the ways that he was neglected by his mother, you know, oh, callate away, callate away, put it away, she would tell him, and she, yeah. he's Latino, and so, you know, suck it up, you can't feel that, you know, put those emotions aside, okay. and, you know, it really locks them up tight, and it's not the way that it needs to be. We get to hold our men high, yes, they get to be the rock, yes, but they can also be, uh, you know, soft and kind and gentle as well. And as I started to really love and nurture my son's inner or my husband's inner child, his uh, anger and his toughness and his emotional unavailability started to diminish. And he is more now um, softer in a way that is still attractive because I, I, I can say that honestly, a feminized men is the most unattractive thing to me. I'm repulsed. Mm -hmm. So finding that balance of a masculine vulnerability mm -hmm. is, is ideal. And how do we get there? You know, we get there by honoring their experiences. We get there by, um, having dialogue and, and, and validating their experiences and holding them high and loving them. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that, you know, as you were speaking, I was kind of getting emotional myself because I went through the same thing. Um, you know, our stories are so similar in the sense that, you know, I, everyone knows on my podcast, I've been, you know, domestic, you know, gone through a domestic violence abuse and super abusive relationship. I really only saw men as tools and only saw men as like, Hey, you can give me this and I'll give you an exchange for this. And how, like, how, like, horrible is that, you know, exchange. And it's not in the sense of, you know, I'm caring for your heart. I'm caring for who you are. Um, because that's just not the way that we were taught. That's just not the way that, you know, things are. 
But like you said, you know, you start to see, you know, your husband and thankfully I've had the same experience of, you know, being able to nurture my husband's inner child in the sense of really getting to know him and getting to know what makes him tick and getting to know why he's so angry. What is underneath that? Because he was never listened to. Nobody ever gave him the opportunity to, hey, I'm feeling some type of way. Can you listen to me? That was never there for them. And so um, just kind of seeing that in my husband allowed me to be a better mother because I was able to, like you said, you know, really value what they have to say and honoring that space. Um, I always tell my son because he always wants to cut himself short. Like, hey, I, I, I don't want to tell you how I feel. Um, and it's like, no, I'm here to listen to you. You have a voice. And I want to hear what is going on in your head um, because it's not, we're not building these men. We are building better men, um, you know, who are in tune to their emotions, who can speak, but can also be tough providers. Um, just like you said, and it's like, it's holding that balance. It's holding that balance of, you know, the, the child and the man, you know, um, we always try to make them grow up so fast as well. And it's like, we need to honor that space. Like we can't, push them too hard. We need to let them be children, let them be boys, let them be, you know, young men, um, while also teaching them just good values and good coping mechanisms. I think, um, you know, not having that as a child because they were supposed to be something and they were always held to the standard and they had no idea why. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that it starts in infancy. I think at, um, looking at how a baby boy is brought into the world as opposed to a baby girl, they they take the baby away from the mother and they mutilate the baby's body. Mm -hmm. And it's all about societal ideation yeah. and of what is supposed to be normal. Yep. And you think, oh, it's just, you know, he's not going to remember. The body energetically always remembers. The trauma is stored in the body. When a body... Um, experiences a excess of joy, sadness, pain, emotion that gets stored energetically in the body somewhere in an organ and it will resurface. And if you look at the anger over the spectrum of men versus men who are circumcised versus men who are not, you know, that would be a probably very interesting uh, survey or experiment to take a look at. Because I mean, from my experience, I could say that there has been a, con a contrasting difference in the men that I experienced that weren't versus the men that I've experienced that are. Mm -hmm. Because they've been dismissed since the day they were born. Mm -hmm. They don't have a voice. They didn't have a say. And this was done to them. And nobody asked them how they felt about it. Nobody's yeah. brought it up to them since. How do you feel about that? Well, they don't really have anything to gauge it from. But I mean, think about the trauma that that can instill on a newborn baby. Cause yeah. it's not, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, they just do it. And it, we don't do that to little girls. We're mm -hmm. delicate with our little girls. We yeah. pat them on the knee. You know, we kiss them on the knee. We pat them on the head. We pick them up as soon as they cry. And with little boys, it's suck it up. You're yeah. fine. Don't cry. Um, you know, rough and tumble. Yeah. My boy is a rough and tumble. Yeah. He liked to play fight. And so do my little girls. Mm -hmm. And you know, we get to look at how we are gender normalizing the children, as well as, you know, nowadays, it seems to be kind of going in the opposite direction, where sometimes it now it seems like there's an over feminization of the men. Mm -hmm. and, yes. 
and so now we're on the opposite spectrum of this. Now we're losing the masculine energy that is yep. so important to the balance of life. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's that's something that my husband and I were talking about just recently. Um, what What's the term that the freaking Gen Z uses? I don't want to say Gen Z, but I don't want to call out a certain generation, but <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, that's the generation that is bringing about certain ways that it should be and should not be and you know the the deep contrasts and um they're talking about toxic masculinity and it's like what and it's like okay yes there's certain parts about certain masculine standards that are toxic yes they should not exist or should exist in a different way but talking about you know masculinity in in itself as a whole as it being toxic that's wrong i'm sorry that's wrong and um you know i take that to heart as a boy mom because it's like so you're telling that you're telling me that my son for being a man and for holding his energy it's toxic well yeah lately my children have been telling me on tiktok and on the social media by the way my my son is 13 and my twin daughters are 12 yeah, uh, yeah. for the last couple of years they have been telling me that they are being um, chastised for yeah. being heterosexual. They are being yeah. chastised for being pro-heterosexual, yeah. even though they are very compassionate and open and accepting of LGBTQ. Um, if they aren't, or if they're not interested in, then they are called toxic masculinity or toxic heterosexuals yeah. or homophobic. And, you know, that's just really unacceptable because if we're holding space for all oriented then mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but the original gangsters, the heterosexuals, the ones who created all life need some motherfucking respect. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm that saying. Like, yeah, there just needs to be a happy balance. There needs to be a happy medium. Um, we need to nurture our young boys and, and our young men to be in tune with their emotions. It is okay to cry. It is okay to feel your feelings. How many men do I not encounter in the type of business and work that I'm in that are emotionally in turmoil because they do not know how to cope. Nobody ever taught them, hey, sit with your emotions. It's okay to cry, but it's okay to tell a girl that. Why are we holding these very opposite contrasts? And it just hurts them in the long run because they become these very angry and mean men. And it's because nobody listened. Nobody cared. Nobody gave the time to nurture them and hold them and hold that space for them. And, you know, my husband, you know, reminds me all the time, honey, maybe you should have been a little, and it's like, yes, that's my upbringing. And that's where I fall short. And I'm like, hold, hold on. It's a bad programming. I need to go back. I apologize to my son. I'm sorry. I made you feel this way. How can I correct this? How can I support this? How can we move forward? And it's like, yes. how do we... The number one thing that men um, suffer from is feeling not enough. Yeah. The number one yeah. they feel like is that they are inadequate and that they are a disappointment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are holding our children to very high standards these days and we don't allow them just to be where they are. We don't meet them where they are at. Mm -hmm. We have these expectations. Why can't you do this already? Why aren't you better than this already? Keep up, you know, and whether we're doing it consciously or for programming, you know, nature versus nurture, we really get to sit back and look at that and um, be responsible and also, you know, tell the programming, you know, 
I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. It's the Ho'oponopono way that helps to neutralize the energy in the programming field that we all share. Yeah. That's something yeah. that I have come across that has really helped to bridge the gap with me and my children when I am reverting to the programming of my childhood and they look at me and they click, you see the clicking in their eyes that they see that I'm aware and recognizing and they respect and appreciate my yeah. humility as a parent. I think mm-hmm. parents get into this uh, authoritative role of I'm yeah. the parent Mm-hmm. So I know everything and you need to obey me. Well, yes, there are things when it comes to safety and danger that yes, they better freaking listen. Yeah. But our children came here to teach us. Mm-hmm. They are our gift mm-hmm. and we need to honor them as our gift and our teacher and realize our shortcomings and ways of beings that we can improve for the generations to come because we are not the future. We are the past. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, you, you brought that up that, you know, our, our, our children come here to teach us. And I um, had a child very, very young. And so I was still growing myself and trying to nurture a baby. Um, it was a lot in itself, but he has made me 10,000 times more better of a person. Um, and just the little things that he says, the little things that he recognizes, the things that I always tell him, if I fall short as a mom, or as your um, nurturer, please call me out. It's okay. In our house, we call each other out on our bullshit. And that is okay because if it's warranted and I cross the line, okay, please call me out because it's the same way that I'm going to do for you. And I'm going to hold you at a certain standard because, you know, I want you to do better and be better as a human, but you also have to hold me at that standard as well. And so, um, you know, sometimes my son and, and I do get into that authoritative, you know, position of like, you know, it's my way or the highway, but at the same time, it's like, okay, hold on. Can we come to an agreement? And, and he loves, he loves bringing this up to me. He goes, mom, can we come to an agreement? And I was like, all right, what's the deal here? Let's bring, bring two situations to the table. How can we do this in a way where we can compromise? And my mother will tell me that that is the worst way of parenting. And I tell her, why? It's not. It Why? teaches children that everything is negotiable and that is everything. the most everything. The thing that I've learned. And since children are still young and the veil is still thin for them, they are still children are more highly in tuned with their spiritual higher self, the original mm-hmm. being that they were prior to coming in here and being programmed, that they have all the wisdom that we are seeking, that we have forgotten, that we were mm-hmm. shut out from. Mm-hmm. So I think it's beautiful that your child comes to you and says that we, can we come to an agreement? I also want to change the verbiage that you're saying of calling out because we call each other forward with love. Yeah. Yeah. See, so it's not, (laughs) yeah. And and just that changing of that thought process was different. And um, I got to have that kind of experience with my children this last week also was, you know, I had them, they called me for it and I could see the little tears in their eyes of, of the emotional connection that that creates or they get to feel seen and get to feel heard. Yeah. Um, and that's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful when, you know, you see that your child has been harboring this emotion around you, the relationship, it creates a strain in parenthood. And um, it's like, how, how, how can we be better? How can I listen to you better? Um, please tell me, tell me what is wrong. And even though it might be something that you're like, okay, this is very childlike and very, you know, something insignificant, but to them, it's so large and you just need to honor that and be like, okay, I, 
you know, how do we move forward from this? Um, how can I help you better next time? Um, and it's just, you know, kind of taking those moments and honoring those children. And, and I think it's children in general, but I really kind of wanted to just talk about boys because boys are so, you know, they're, they're not held like babies. They're not held, you know, ever since they can walk, they're like, okay, go run. And it's like, no, slow down. Feels I like always, they don't get to fully experience the love no, and compassion no. and the support that little girls get to yeah. feel. And it really stems from the parents' fear. It comes from the parents' own fear of their own weaknesses and the things that they were told about themselves. Mm-hmm. And their fear is that their child is going to be told the same thing. So they think they're doing it from love to to almost callous this child in the home in a safe and controlled environment. And in a way, I do agree because the world is full of wolves and broken glass and nails. And it's our job to prepare our children for that experience. However, we okay. need to create an environment in which the children can feel that they can come and be vulnerable yeah. um, because it takes courage to be vulnerable. And if we don't teach them that at a young age, mm-hmm. then we're really setting our children up for failure, especially our men. For sure, for sure. And and I know that at least, and I always take input from my husband um, because I'm, I'm with, you know, my son more than he is, but I always take input. Did I, was I too rough? Was I, did I speak in, in, a, in a nurturing way? Was I loving with him? Did I fall short? Did I, you know, and it's like, yes, we have insecurity as parents. We don't know what the fuck we're doing half of the time. Um, and so it's like, you know, take that inventory of, you know, was that conversation appropriate? Did I answer appropriately? And so, um, you know, we're building men or women later on in life. And I always think of that because I see my mother-in-law and I love her to death because she created this beautiful man for me. And it's like, I want to do that for someone else or whatever it may be, guy, girl, whatever. My, my son's very like, whatever, (laughs) But, you know, whatever that is, I want to create that loving and compassion person for another, you know, human being, because at the end of the day, that's all it is. We are just preparing them to move forward. Um, and so it, it's just, it's beautiful to have that. And and hopefully soon I can have a girl so I can tell you the contrast. But <laughs> But for now... I love being, I love being a mom to a beautiful boy, young man at this point, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and it's very beautiful. It's taught me so much. And I know I'm still growing in all this motherhood shit. <laughs> yeah, we both are. And, and thinking about the contrasting, I, I think the only major contrasting differences between boys and girls is that girls care about socially fitting in more yeah. so than boys. So girls are watchers and they're actresses. So they see, oh, mom puts the napkin on her lap. So I'm going to put my napkin on my lap. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, this person cares. So I need to care or or this person did this. So I need to do this too. So they watch and they mimic and boys they're in their own world. And that's beautiful too. Um, But they also are compassionate and they can pick up on those cues. So if you teach your child love and compassion, then that's what they're going to teach. You know, oftentimes I have to explain to my son that the bullies at school are being bullied at home and that's the only thing they know. And that's why they behave that way. So you know, they, children model what they know. Yeah. 
That's very true. And that's what I tell my son too, because he's always the one who's holding his friends back from fights. I'm like, oh my goodness. I always get a phone call. Alex wasn't in a fight, but he was involved. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. And I'm like, I love you for that because you are a great friend and you are there. But I always say it's not your fight to fight sometimes. Sometimes you just have to let it be because those are just things that they are dealing with and it has nothing to do with you. Even though you're coming from such a loving place, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> please let's not I'm do that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about with my son too. He was always defending the little guy against the bullies and taking the, the punches for his friends and yeah. just self-sacrifice. And that just, again, goes to show that if you love and nurture your boys, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily going to be a doormat, but they're going to have the virtues of oh, love and compassion and mm-hmm. still strength because he doesn't have that regret and he has no problems defending his sisters. And he has been the best brother, loving and affectionate with his sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I know. Just, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's go out there and create better relationships amongst men and women. And hopefully um, you guys got some good value out of this conversation. Um, I got a little emotional just because it's kind of like tugs at my mom heartstrings. Um, But you guys know, I let you guys in on my story. I've been emotional this week. So, hey, here's to... continuing to honor those emotions um and I thank you Tracy for being on this podcast with me it's been a long time coming and hopefully we can do more of this (laughs) I would love that this was actually on my heart and I'm really thankful and and I feel blessed to got to be able to be here today and and share these thoughts because I've really wanted to share these thoughts and opinions and feelings about this topic for a long time so thank you for giving me the opportunity I know it was beautiful and we should definitely talk more about this I mean everyone really knows that my podcast is open to so much, um, you know, so much different content from business, motherhood, CBD, wife, you know, all that good stuff. And so, um, you know, hopefully I touch up on all those good, good stuff, but yeah. Well, thank you.